welcome to Pursued by Bear. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, guys, welcome to Pursued by Bear. I'm Taylor. And I'm Tia. And uh, today we're going to be talking about moving to Los Angeles. And we are literally just talking about moving to Los Angeles. It's a big enough beast that we've recorded this podcast once and I'm doing are doing it again a little more organized. Yeah, the last time it was super echoey, which is a bummer, but um <laughs> doing it again. <laughs> um getting it right. But yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. So um why don't we just like jump right into it and talk about our own personal stories moving yeah. to Los Angeles? I mean, the reason we chose moving to LA as a topic is because if you want to work in television or entertainment generally you have to be, be in here los angeles yeah um if you want to work on features um you can be or on set you can be in atlanta or um, new york a little more but for television it's really or miami i guess but for television it's really just all about the la life yeah um so taylor what is your uh, story tell me about yourself this is a date <laughs> um i mean I've, I've gone into it a little bit on previous podcasts, but I was lucky enough that um, I had a job lined up in Los Angeles before I moved here, and um, it was through my university, actually, which is really cool, but before before there, I should kind of backtrack and say that, like, I started laying the groundwork of my, of my friendships and my, my quote-unquote network in LA way before I moved here um, by finding people on Twitter and shit. Um, and that was really helpful, and I was working on web series, and, and so, like, I knew some people in L.A. before I moved here, and therefore, like, had people to get brunch with and get coffee with in, you know, the first sort of few months before I really found my, like, my people. Um, so I got an internship through my university, and it had a stipend, so I had, like, money to get an apartment. And then I went to um, UCLA has its own kind of version of Craigslist called, I think it's called Uloop. Um, so I, I found a place with one of my friends from college who was also doing an internship. And definitely, if you can move with friends, move with friends. You want to know someone when you're here. Because being in LA by yourself, I've luckily never been in that position, but I'm sure it's really really difficult um mm, yeah i was i was like that yeah i don't even know what that would ugh. kind of though not really yeah because you had other internship friends right yeah i had internship friends though I weirdly like we need to get in touch or need to hang out more because i hang out with me, you more than any of them <laughs> um yeah sorry continue you sound on. you sound regretful oh god <laughs> someone um, someone asked if we were roommates today which is like because we talk to each other like roommates talk to each other which i think just means like we don't treat each other like friends no we're, we're yeah we spend way too much time together um anyway i found a sublease apartment on this ucla site i super recommend it um especially when you're first moving you don't want to sign a lease sight unseen like you want to have a place lined up for like a couple months i was able to rent from a ucla grad student who was doing master's research in india for a couple months um uh, so yes the old country <laughs> yeah 
So me and my friend Gabby shared a bedroom. I lived on an air mattress. Um, I, I drove across the country in um, a car that I got for graduation because um, my previous car was is older than I am. Um, so yeah, I just kind of like put everything that I could fit in my car and drove across the country and, wow. and slept on an air mattress. So you did the classic like, like L- moving to L.A. story. Yeah. So you drove across yeah. the country. I did. Um, That's pretty hardcore. Yeah, it was really fun, actually. I, I recommend it. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I just kind of, like, had the crap and got here and um, really connected with the people in my internship. But it was, like, my situation was great because I had the stipend, so I had some money in my bank account to put down. A, we, I mean, we had to put down a security deposit for this sublease, which is not always the case, but, like, frequently the case um you know i had put in the effort before i got here to like meet people on twitter so that i had some kind of network when i arrived and found an apartment before i got here i wasn't just like showing up in a city and sleeping in my car the first night with no job which people do people do do that um it stresses me the hell out yeah. But apparently that's a thing people do. They just show up. Just show up in LA. Like, I'm here. What do I do? I don't know. I don't know how to help you. <laughs> I don't yeah. I mean There were some things you should have done first. If you're currently living in your car listening to this, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I I mean I know people who have lived in their cars and it's definitely it's a thing. And uh we're trying like hopefully if you're listening to this that isn't you From know, your car. From your car. You um you know, are able to avoid that by listening to our, our words of wisdom. If you're already here in your car, just go back in time and avoid everything. <laughs> <laughs> Unmake all your mistakes. Uh, um, anyway, Dia, what about you? Um, I had a very, like, privileged sort of setup, I guess. I was just really lucky. So I don't know what I would have done had I had to move from across the country. Um, But I, you know, I'm from Orange County, which for anyone who doesn't know is about an hour south of, um, not even that, like, well, okay, hour in traffic, but like 45 minutes really south um, in California. And um, yeah, so after college, I, you know, did the whole post-college travel thing and then I just moved back home, which allowed me to get brunch and drinks and like coffee and job hunt from prepaid rental situation that cost zero money called my parents house (laughs) um which was you know it's not the most it's I feel like it's not the most ideal thing to move back into your parents place but like so many people do it yeah so it's it's again it's not even a merit like I had someone ask me if I lived with my parents the other day and it was like like you know someone way above me who wasn't even looking down on me if that was the case um, so it's like 100% a normal thing to live with your parents, but I was lucky enough that my parents live close enough to LA that, you know, I didn't have to move to LA until I had a reason to, which ended up being a job. So I had a car, which allowed me to get, pretend I lived in LA. I faked living in LA because yeah, like people want to think you are already in LA. They won't give you, they don't want to be in the position where they give you a reason to move to LA. Um, so I just faked that I lived in L.A. Guys, until lie I on your resumes. <laughs> yeah, actually, though. Um, if, you, if you have a friend who has an address here, 
you know slap that puppy on um <laughs> it's it, i'm not even joking yeah, I, I i did just gonna straight up say it and then um when i was in some like meetings and stuff they'd be like oh where are you like where are you from and i'd be like oh like i'm just moving apartments and i'm looking into this area it's a damn lie no it's a really good one it's a good way to cover your ass though just like oh you know like i'm you know i'm between apartments right now yeah and then you don't have to remember Mm -hmm. where you lied to them later because you moved obviously yeah um, yeah, so, you know, I just faked that I lived in L.A. until I had a reason, which was a job. Car, very important. Mm-hmm. You have to be mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I moved here. And that was pretty cool. Be cool. Be chill. Um, so one of the things we kind of want to accomplish with this is giving everyone listening who is thinking about moving to L.A. some sort of, like, checklist, um, to, of, like, things that you should think about or do or accomplish before you get in your car or on a plane to move here or kiss your mother goodbye and (laughs) move to LA um bless her (laughs) bless my mom so the first thing that you definitely want to have before you move to LA and totally understanding that like this is not by any stretch of the imagination an easy thing to get but your life will be so much better if you have some money saved up before you come here. And yeah. I mean enough money for a security deposit, first month's rent, or a couple months' rent, and, like, basic necessities like, you know, an air mattress or, you know, like, f- food because you have to eat. I know it's a surprise. Uh, um, do you? And rent out here, I would say that you should be expecting to pay between – Around $1,000 for a single, like, for your own private room plus utilities is probably a good budget. I would budget down because you should be, like, you can share a room. Oh, no, you absolutely can. That This is this is for, like, having your own room and paying utilities in a two-bedroom apartment. Um, it would be, I would say, budget $1,000. But yeah. you absolutely yeah. can save a ton of money by sharing a room. Yeah. Um, I would say 500 to 1,000 a month is like a, a yeah. good range. Closer to 700, 800 yeah. if you're going to have your own room and have a bunch of roommates maybe. Um, um, yeah. Depending on what, what neighborhood you live in. But like girls will definitely, you know, want to live somewhere a little less sketchy than guys can probably yeah, swing live in. The unfortunate reality of uh, the patriarchy. Ugh. Ugh. And um. like, yeah, I mean – Okay, so why don't we talk about, like, our own, the cost of living are for ourselves. Like, what's your, what's your general, like, life costs? Um, I would say that the amount of money that I probably need to spend in a given month is, like, $1,200. And that's bare minimum. That's, like, rent, utilities. Bare. <laughs> rent, utilities, and cheap groceries is 1200 bucks a month for me. Um, for me, my... I and I live in a good neighborhood that's not exciting if that makes sense like yeah i have a good location i'm safe but it's i'm not like near cool shit yeah yeah um for me and then you you have one parking space that you share among the roommates yeah we're not really paying for parking that kind of just comes with the apartment and i have my own bathroom like i have i have the nicest room in my apartment but i have like i would say i have two roommates and we have good rent like we have very competitive affordable rent um i um 
I live in a different... So, Taylor lives in Culver City. Yeah. Um, and then I live in a different area of the LA sort of amoeba. <laughs> um, That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, I live in North Hollywood. And I pay for a two-bedroom, two-bath. So, I have my own bedroom, my own bath, um, and two parking spaces gated um, apartment complex and she's in a cool neighborhood i mean it's the valley but it's still like really cool yeah i live in a like i live right on the edge of a really trendy neighborhood like i'm technically in the neighborhood but like as far as i could possibly get right but you can walk to very cool things yeah yeah i've like great walking score in the area um i live right next to a big park Public transit. Public transit. Oh, NoHo yeah. NoHo Arts District. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Might as well say it. I live in the NoHo Arts District. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I mean. I'm going to come find you now based yep. on that broad description of an Probably. entire area of a major city. I know. I, that, that, which is what I realized. I was like, why am I just describing this yeah. and not just telling everyone? Um, so that's, I mean, pretty trendy, I would say. Um, but it is in the valley technically yeah. and not like city LA. On the affordable side of trendy. Yeah, it's on the affordable side of trendy. And I pay um, our rent, f- like my half of the rent is um, 925 a month. And then utilities end up being about $50 a month. So I pay about $1,000 just for like existing there. Yeah. And then uh, groceries are sort of a different I can't really estimate groceries because I eat at work. I get fed at work, like, every day. So If, you, if you're if you lucky enough to, like, get out here and get some sort of a PA job or something on set, you're probably going to get food. I probably spend about $20 a week just on, like, like buying food twice. So I'd say even though your rent is more expensive than mine, we probably have a similar cost of living of, mm-hmm. like, around 1200 a month. Mm-hmm. Not including, like shopping or emergencies but like on average that's what we're spending to like live and exist here yeah 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 yeah. definitely um Um, which is great if you consider the fact that i make about um like i don't know if we've talked about this in earlier podcasts but like i make about two thousand a month so i can put like at least five hundred dollars in savings every month which is great because I'm going to be unemployed soon and I'm going to need all that money for my cost of living every month. Yeah. Sorry, um, I can put, yeah, no, never mind. Yeah. I thought I made a mistake in math. I did not. Yeah, and like, so kind of backtracking a little bit, but for the first more than a year that I lived in Los Angeles, I shared a room and for most of the first year, I didn't even have a bed. But I was making like money. Um, but I, I just, I was very, very, very frugal and as a result was able to save enough that like, I've been unemployed since December. It's currently mid-March and I'm still. And she's not even on unemployment. She's yeah. just living off savings. Um, savings and then like, you know, the occasional part-time like babysitting or whatever work. But you um, made more money than I did. So it's yeah. not like you can, you know, live, or you, you can have a job that pays 2000 a month and then afford to be unemployed right but I I was I mean my rent last for most of last year when I was splitting a room and sleeping on an air mattress so just keep that in mind splitting a room and we had five people living in a three bedroom so like keep all of that in mind but I was paying 400 a month that's amazing yeah I didn't know that actually Jesus Christ that's what I'm saying like it's not like I was living so frugally it's that like I made a lot of decisions about the quality like 
my quality of life and what I was willing to sacrifice in order to save money. And everybody has a different threshold for comfort. Mm-hmm. And I totally understand that. Like, I think you are more of a creature of comfort than oh, I am. Oh, I'm a huge homebody creature um, of comfort. So I knew I wanted, like, gated parking. I knew I wanted not tandem parking, which is a... That's I knew, a big deal. That's a big deal. And my schedule is not conducive to tandem parking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew... I didn't actually want this, but sure, why not? I have a washer and dryer in my apartment. So it's all, like, really... Oh, those are so nice. Yeah, those are all privileges um, that I definitely pay for in my rent. Yeah. Um, because I paid 500 more yeah. than she did. Yeah, and I went from sharing a room to having the master bedroom in our apartment, which is why my rent, like, basically doubled. But... Um, it's still not bad. It's still really not bad. And, like, I think the reason that our rent is what it is is because, like, A, we don't have air conditioning. Mm-hmm. We don't have washer dryer. We have one parking spot for three people. And also we're in kind of, like, a whatever neighborhood i mean i I like my neighborhood and i'm very happy where i am but like um it's definitely you know not the most exciting um so i'm definitely paying for you know like things you don't actually need right um i just you know knew i had a job and wanted a home that i liked but here's the thing as long as you are the kind of person who doesn't necessarily like if you can stomach sharing a room with someone waiting to buy a bed or concrete furniture until you have your own space if you can, like... I didn't have furniture. I will say that. Yeah. I, like, didn't buy the majority of my furniture. My roommate already had it. I just bought a bed off Ikea, and I bought the really cheap one for, like, $46. Ooh. Okay. B- places to buy beds. This is a little bit tangential. Um, Ikea. Ikea is great. There's also... Um, you can go to... You can check this out on Yelp. Nick's Got Your Back. It's basically this what? company... It's this company run by a guy named Nick he's the whole company he's got your back he does um he has like a warehouse factory the reason i got my bed from him is because he had five stars on yelp and one dollar sign um and i i firmly believe that nick nick has your back but he sells a bunch of like he delivers the bed to your apartment he like carried it up the stairs and everything and like put it like dropped it off in my room and like that was the bomb and it was it was like as cheap as it could possibly be for a very nice mattress um so do you do you rent your fridge or did it come with the apartment it came with the apartment okay so there's this like interesting world of refrigerators where like sometimes the it comes with the apartment which means the apartment manager or whatever is either owns it outright or is paying rent on it or it doesn't come with the apartment and you can either rent it or buy it so for my apartment which i'm suddenly realizing like had a lot of perks but not the ones that i cared about I really only went for it because there was not tandem parking, which is a huge freaking deal. Especially for you and your roommate have very different schedules. We have, like, 100% opposite schedules. Um, tandem parking, by the way, is where one car and the other share one long space. If, you, if you've never encountered this before in your life, it's basically like a very narrow driveway, but, like, both cars are in it. So one of you has to move your car for the other to get in or out. And if you have a different work schedule than your roommate, it's the fucking worst. Yeah. And if- we already knew we, we had, like, she works, like, a job where she has to leave at 2 in the morning and comes back at, like, 4. It would not have worked out. Yeah. Um. So, so I had to debate renting a fridge versus buying a fridge. And I guess if you buy a fridge and you put it on a payment plan, it's only, like, like, mine's only, like, $7 more than if I was renting it. And at the end of it, I have a freaking fridge. Man, you can sell that shit. Or take it with me. Yeah, I mean, you have to move it, but yeah. 
feel like you'll probably move somewhere that has a fridge. I don't know. I'm not as familiar with the fridge. underground fridge market as Dio, apparently. I love my fridge. <laughs> um, I love my fridge. Yeah, so there's, and then as far as like security deposit goes. It's um, double it, rent usually. Yeah, it's it's twice your rent, really? Mm-hmm. Mine was just a month of rent. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Ours was double rent. Oh, my God. Yeah. So if you're moving into a place that's like a little pricier, like you're going to need more than. But my place is pricier than yours. Well, what I'm saying is, like, you know, expect the worst, basically. If you're moving into a place and your rent is 900 a month and your security deposit is $1,800, you are going to want to have at least your security deposit plus first month's rent. You have to. Otherwise, they don't let you move in. Right. So, like, you know, that right there is, what, $2,700? Mm-hmm. Um, plus, you'll need moving expenses. So, I would say, and this is just a ballpark figure, definitely take it or leave it. Like, you don't need to necessarily have three or $4,000 saved up before you move to L.A. That's kind of a pipe dream for some people, and I understand that oh, completely. Yeah. But if you can, if you have the ability to be home and work and like live in your parents house and save some money I would shoot for the three or four thousand dollar threshold if that's if that's feasible for you before getting in your car or getting on a plane and moving to LA and I think a lot of people feel like they need to like immediately start doing something with their life and move out here to make that happen but at the end of the day what's going to separate you from everyone else's who's out here is longevity longevity am I pronouncing that right Longevity. 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 God, longevity. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> Me, that is not a word. I knew that. Longevity. <laughs> so what's going to separate you from everyone else is your ability to stick it out. And a lot of that is money. So even It's if a you, waiting game. Yeah, even if you spent like an extra year making money and then move out here, like that's so okay. And realistically, it's like six months. I mean, like it's like, you know, six months out of college, especially if you're at home and you're not making rent, if you're not having to pay rent. And you're really only like, you know, doing shit with your friends who also graduated from college and are now at home. Or like if you didn't go to college, you know, just people that are in your life, you know, suck it up. Spend that time making money, building sort of a taste level for yourself. If that's on the Internet, like over Twitter or like writing or, you know making music, whatever it is you want to do. Do everything you can from where you are to before you move out here. And, like, again, we totally understand that for many people that is a privilege and that, like, you know, some people don't have good relationships with their parents. Some people didn't go to college. Some people... Some people have parents who love them but, but are, are, like, like, 18 and out, dude. Yeah. Um, or have student loans, like, and you know, can't save, you know? I totally... I understand, like, I was literally yeah. had the ideal situation because I if, didn't have yeah. to move out But here. if you are in a position like so many other people... To either move straight here or stay home and do some saving, stay home and do some saving if you don't have a job lined up. And, like, if you're able, if you're, oh, my God, if you're lucky enough to have a job lined up in L.A., like. Dude, come the heck out. Come, take that job. Take it. Um, like, that's the dream. That's your ticket. But, like, before you get that ticket, you need to be able to support yourself for a couple months while you're here. Because for the m- most part, you will not find a job until you are physically in L.A. and available period yeah most entry-level jobs they want you just like actually here and I, th- I think the exception to that is internships but not all internships are paid yeah so you need you know the money and most of them need you to be a college student um kind of jumping to like maybe the 1.5 of this bullet point is um i know th- no, I'm, actually i'm thinking of one specific person in my life um she's a good friend of mine 
who did move back in with her parents after college and save money. She, she's from Connecticut, or she's from the East Coast. Um, she, you know, saved up a, a good chunk of money. She moved out here. Um, I She knew me. Um, I found her. She contacted me through a friend of a friend. So, like, I didn't know her before she moved out here, but she reached out to me on Tumblr, of all things, and we connected and got coffee. And I was like, you know what? I mean, I can't really help you get a job, but I can help you get an internship. She took that internship in her spare time. She worked in uh, as an extra through Central Casting and did paid audience work. Lived super cheaply on like maybe 20 bucks a week with food. And I will post a link to her article. It's like how to eat on like a super, like on a $20 a week budget. And she's a vegetarian too and eats a lot of like good fresh food. Um but how to stretch that out into a week of groceries, I will post a link to that um, whenever we post this podcast. But basically, she's someone who really stuck it out. And like because she saved money before she moved out here, she was able to take an unpaid internship. While um, in Most unpaid internships are like part-time because um, they don't expect you to like full-time work for them with no money. Um, the good ones. The good ones. Um, also a lot of them are like still in college, but she took that and then in her, in her spare time made money doing, you know, extra work and audience work and like taking odd jobs and was able to stretch out her savings until she found a job as an assistant. And she did because she kicked ass at the internship. And then another, sorry. uh, So that was, that was just a tangential anecdote about you know why we're saying save money and like what to do if you move out here and don't have a job anyway and then 1.5 part two maybe (laughs) i don't know another tangential advice giving extravaganza um another of our good friends came out here um and because she came from a different state ran into some credit problems yeah which yeah yeah um, so basically when, you know, you are renting a place, uh, they ask you for your credit score and they run a credit check on you. And a lot of times, you know, if you're just moving out here after college, you don't have a credit score to check or you don't have a one with enough history. So you get a um, cosigner. Um, you can't get one from out of state. Yeah. If you live in a different state you can't have your parents co-sign for you yeah this is actually a really big one i'm so glad you brought that up that like in california you cannot have an out-of-state co-signer so before you move here check your credit score and you know if you don't have credit start building credit get a credit card make a couple small purchases and pay them off every month or you know make sure you're on time with your student loan payments that shit matters yeah um and again, if you're just like subleasing, like make sure make sure that's something you take into account. Don't just assume that you can have like your parents co-sign because I think like that's you know a, a general lot of people assume that yeah. naturally, yeah, like yeah. Um, but who the heck knew that in California they can't if yeah. you're out of state? Um, we actually like we have a lot of out of state friends, and I'm sort of wondering what they did. What do you mean? Like. Did they just have great credit scores? Yeah, I think so. Oh, wow. I don't know how that I mean, happened. This friend's case, I think, was particular to um, her college situation, which was, like, spaced out. Yeah. Um, you know, and, I mean, sometimes you, you can't afford it. Or, sorry, sometimes you can't avoid getting bad credit. Like, I know that there are people who 
are maybe neglectful of payments but there are also people who just you know by necessity can't make those but like you can definitely get you know you can check your credit score online i think um and then specifically look for places that don't need as good of a credit score um you know 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 what where you stand before you try to get you know applying for leases because you could get rejected and rejected and rejected and this is another reason why like um well, I guess we can actually transition from here into our second checklist item, which is find your contacts. This is, we've talked about this in previous episodes, but if you're just tuning in, we firmly believe and espouse the idea that even if you don't think you know anyone in LA, you, you do. do. Like, I guarantee you that, like, your middle school teacher's best friend's niece who works in television is like a out here and be willing to get coffee with you like people are weirdly really receptive to like you know the entire city is a networking event and everyone sort of accepts that it's part of the culture to be asked by random people if they're friends of friends of friends can get coffee with them um completely that's the currency yeah exactly so it's like it's one of those things where what we've said before it's like just be very open with what your goals are and you'll see the contacts you don't know you have just like slotting into place post on facebook like moving to la like if you know any like i'm looking for people to live with or like i'd love to get coffee with any you know your random connections like that's how i got my roommate yeah i posted on facebook and my one of my really good college friends little sisters sorority sister is now my roommate so you know just just yeah i mean who I live with what the heck people that I signed a lease with the people I currently have lived with for more than a year on the day that I met them and I I, I mean I knew my sorry I just bumped the microphone um, my roommate CJ went to college with me but I didn't know her there I posted on Facebook like I need a roommate and she posted on Facebook I need a roommate and you know our friends connected us put it out there into the universe the slash universe shall social, provide slash social media um tell everyone you know that you're moving to la be really annoying about it i mean don't be annoying about it but like oh i made at least three facebook posts before this happened like it's just yeah just just keep reminding people what you're doing and um because it's it's scary moving to a new place and people are cognizant of that nobody's trying to like no one's out to get you people do if you're friends on facebook i mean people genuinely i mean maybe this is a little bit naive but i don't think so people want to help people when, especially in LA and especially when it's not like getting coffee with someone is not it's not a huge favor and it could turn out that you click or it could turn out that you don't but you know there's a very good chance that you will connect and like you will have one person looking out for you I literally walked up to a man <laughs> never met him in my life um who is quite a well-known creative around these parts said I'm a huge fan of your work do you mind if we get coffee sometime? I want to pick your brain. And he did it. Because, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, this yeah, bitch sure. has got balls. Yeah. Or something. And sometimes it doesn't work out. I did that to Rob Thomas, creator of Veronica Mars and I, the zombie at ATX. And he was like, you know what? TBH, I'm like busy. And I was like, cool. Thanks. Chill. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it's like, it's just, know. the more you do it, like the first time you do it, it's just terrifying. And then the more you do it, you're like, whatever. Yeah, it's not really personal, but, like, always ask. Just be like, hey, can I, can I like, get coffee with you? And if they're like, you know, I'm busy or, like, whatever, 
don't take it personally because I'm sure they're really, really, really fucking busy. And if they say, yeah, send me an email or like, yeah, you know, reach out to me, then like, like, listen, hell yeah. If these these level of creatives are willing to do it with some like random, um, your cousins, hairdressers, daughters, husbands, like Masseuse. stepchild <laughs> is like 100 percent going to do it with you. Well, maybe not 100%, but, like... <laughs> They're gonna do it with you. <laughs> All right. Just... Okay, I'm sorry. Um, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> um, great tangent. The point is, I promise you, I promise you, even if you think you don't know anyone, you do or you will. And, like, it is so essential that you find those people before you move here because you never know what they can do for you before you do get here and like what opportunities you could be missing out on simply by thinking that you're better than you want to have your you want to have friends. your game plan in place before you move here to the extent that you can I mean, to you, the ex- yeah yeah there's absolutely like a ton of shit that you can't yeah you don't want to be like okay i have to move here on like december like 17th because i'm getting brunch with so-and-so on december 18th like that's dumb don't do that yeah. but like just be like very clear with them oh I'm moving out to LA can we get coffee when I get out there and then once you get to LA you're like okay I need to hit up this person this person this person yeah and like hopefully make things happen or even like you know uh, honesty and like humility will get you really really fucking far and like if you just say I'm scared I'm moving to LA I don't have a job lined up I don't have a ton of money saved I don't know where to live I don't know who to live with if you just trust that like not everyone is out to get you because you're not important enough for people to be out to get you truth (laughs) oh my god am I not important enough so you know it's it's kind of a little bit egotistical to assume that like you are so like important they're out to spite yeah you know either people are too busy to care about you or they're they're willing to help and like you know that's that so you have nothing to lose in putting yourself out there and like I mean I got my most significant job to date because I met up with my cousin who I'd never met who I I had no way of knowing that he was going to be super cool and he was um and I'd never met him before or even knew he existed before I moved out here. But, like... And you knew some peeps? My mom was like, you shit? need to go talk to Brendan. And I was like, okay, mom, I get it. <laughs> and I finally did go talk to Brendan. And he's, like, cool as shit. And he's, like, one of the coolest people I know. And, you know, was the person who forwarded me the job posting that became, like, probably one of the most significant career things that's ever happened to me. So just yeah. follow the fuck up on everything. All um, right, Next. Um, so next is where to search for apartments, really specifically. Um, this is... So we posted on Twitter, like, hey, this is what we're going to be talking about. Does anyone have any questions? And we got a few. Um, Taylor Burke asks... (laughs) I feel like a real podcast when I say that. Taylor Burke asks, what is the most efficient way to figure out where to live slash find a roommate? Um, and the answer is the internet, but more specifically, um, Facebook groups and Craigslist-esque sites. Craigslist, so, like, just be a little wary just because it's Craigslist, but surprisingly, there are a lot of legitimate postings on there. Yeah. Um, I mentioned this earlier because this is how I found my first place in L.A. Um, 
but uh, UCLA has their own like student housing thing and you don't need to be a student to see these things or to like whatever um, and it's a cool way to find like people subletting like for study abroad or whatever like oh man I'm you know I'm gonna be in Spain for three months I need someone to take over my rent and or yeah whatever and usually that's great because they've already got their rooms furnished um Westwood which is where UCLA is is like a super safe chill neighborhood with some stuff to do and it's quite centrally located um you're surrounded by young people you're surrounded by young people who are also like you know kind of moneyless yeah and (laughs) cheap um Barney's Beanery in Westwood v chill love it oh (laughs) boy um um There's yeah also, and I'm, yeah. i think like usc has a similar housing website i haven't found it but i'm sure they do I, I someone gave it to me once and then i posted on facebook and got an apartment before i looked yeah there but yeah so um, university stuff and then um so this is a like kind of a slur word but it's what the title of the facebook group is um you can look up gypsy housing in la it's a facebook group for people specifically in the arts who are looking for housing and people post crap on there like every day and you can also post for like your projected budget who you are what you do and like people will reach out to you if they think you would be a good fit for their apartment there are other groups like that i just don't know of them this is one of the most popular groups at the very least you're gonna see people or talk to people who are interested in the same stuff you are which is yeah contacts yo um and on next uh not next week's episode next week we're talking to daniela garcia um Bruchek, who's a lit manager um but the following week we're going to be talking all about the underground job market in la which is related so to underground <laughs> so underground it's basically a series of facebook groups mm-hmm. that are geared towards specific types of like networking for people at the assistant level um but so connecting with people on facebook for whatever reason even if it's housing yeah. can lead to discovery of these facebook groups yeah. and you know contacts yeah there's sort of like uh, it's kind of like a minefield i feel like i uncover new random facebook groups every day i know it's stupid it's i actually kind of didn't like- know two facebook groups i know of are actually linked which i found out today ah interesting so, um, oh is it, yeah yeah um so yeah i mean like finding those underground facebook groups and amy if you're able to find people in la that you know because you've listened to our advice um they might be able to help you so like asking them like hey do you know where i could find an apartment i'm sure you know people have new leads all the time there's also um radpad padmapper zillow and trulia or hot hot pads hot pads pads. um there are apps and websites that are like geared toward the you know specifically like looking real for estate housing. yeah there's there's definitely a lot of resources when it comes to real estate um i will say though that i just absorbed all those websites when i was looking and i ended up finding my place by walking in my neighborhood and seeing a number on this like a banner with a phone number on the side of a building and being so desperate for not tandem parking yeah. that i called it and also i think that those whatever those properties are tend to be super competitive because everyone in LA is looking at them but housing here is really competitive so like that's why being able to get it through back channels is actually in a way easier because you're not competing with all of LA you're competing with the other people who saw the random Facebook post yeah and like subleasing some from some random student that's your best bet for getting like even temporary housing out here um so 
now we can kind of like talk about what the different neighborhoods are like in LA. Because um, LA is not, it's not like, it's a city, but it's made up of way smaller, just like, what are they called? Areas? Segments? Cells? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, tiny, tiny. First, you have East districts. LA and West LA, and then the Valley are like the three kind of main categories that will be relevant to everyone listening to this. West LA is more like, beachy chill bros people with a lot of money but like also people who are like more dare i say basic oh oh dear (laughs) so west la is v basic how about i live in west la yeah but i just live in a kind of like a cheap neighborhood that's like chill um but like i would say in terms of the overall vibe and aesthetic of the west it's a little bit cooler in temperature people are a little bit more like money focused there are some cool pockets like mid-city west la which is the name of a neighborhood um to an extent westwood pico robertson parts of culver city baldwin hills it's ucla town yeah, but, like, any of the, the neighborhoods that I mentioned are going to be cheaper, whereas, like, if you are trying to live in, like, Santa Monica or, um, or like, Brentwood any or of the beaches. Beverly Hills, <laughs> um, you know, you've heard of that one. It's really expensive. <laughs> um, I live really close to Beverly Hills. I live within walking Their distance of it. fire hydrants are platinum. Yeah. I live across the street from Beverly Wood, um, which is, like, kind of the just on the outskirts of of beverly hills Um, yeah this is what i mean by there's tons of little tiny tiny cities because she lives in culver city then there's beverly wood and westwood and brentwood and beverly hills and just west la and yeah so there are more affordable pockets in west and on the west side um but for the most part it's it's an it's a side of the city that's characterized by like you know, Bel Air and Beverly Hills and West Hollywood and Santa Monica are all a lot more expensive. Yeah. Um, and then on the east side, you have... USC Town. Yeah, USC Town. It's um, Hollywood, Silver Lake, Echo Park, Los Feliz. Parts of it, like, near USC are definitely... Yeah. I don't think you want to live downtown, not especially not great. first... Your first experience of LA should not be downtown. It's a cool place to live if you've, like... If you're used to the city life, it's great. Yeah. If you are not used to the city life, you're going to get steamrolled. Yeah, absolutely. By people and by cars. <laughs> um, also, if you have a car, you I don't think you want to live downtown. Oh, no. God, no. Uh, um, um, or, like, a lot of parts of Hollywood. I would say that the hippest parts of L.A. would be, like, um, Silver Lake. Lo- Los Feliz, Silver, Silver Lake. Echo Park, and then um, kind of extending now to uh, Little Armenia, which is, I would actually say that that's the most affordable pocket. It's like East Hollywood. It's a little bit um, less expensive. Um, And then like Highland Park is now like super hip, and it's where you would live if you are super broke and want to live in a cool neighborhood. Um, And then I would kind of lump North Hollywood in with that, even though it's in the valley. It's it's the... It's in the valley, but like barely. But it's just so on the border that it's called Hollywood, and it's part of it. Yeah, yeah. Because you can. It's on the other side of the hill, so it's it's harder to get to West LA, but to get to East LA, it's a lot easier. Yeah. Um, 
So those are like the trendier neighborhoods. Because they are trendy and so desirable now, they're actually quite expensive. Like those have priced up. So looking in places like Koreatown or um, East Hollywood um, or what else would be pretty cheap? Little Armenia, Highland Park. Little Armenia um, is just, it's very in demand though. It is in Which demand, is the problem. but it's a little bit more like densely populated and uh, quote unquote urban just in terms of like, mm-hmm. um, just in terms of like the, the, the amount of shit that you can walk to. Like it feels more like a city than other parts of LA do. Yeah. Because LA is so spread out we have tiny 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 cities making up la um oh there's another really cool apart uh, what's it called i'm now looking at a map of la on google maps to see what i've missed um, um right up in this pocket um silver lake echo park atwater village atwater village that was the other one i was gonna say yeah that's um, cool i at- like atwater um it's right on the border of la and glendale and it's I which feel like, is yeah. Glendale's like Glendale. You can you can live in Glendale and like work in L.A. That's totally possible. Um, but it's it's on the far side. So Atwater Village is probably the closest I would get to Glendale personally. I agree. Um, just because um, you don't want to spend a fortune on gas. Which brings us to where you live when you really don't have money and like... Is Glendale and Burbank. Glendale, Burbank, Studio City. No, Studio City is super expensive. It is? It's right <sighs> near Universal City where Universal Studios is. And so it's it's a very small area with, that's like for people with money in life um well encino reseda um van nuys van nuys, van nuys is cheap as shit just cheap sherman as shit. oaks um sherman oaks is like to- um but like nice so now we're in the valley um which is beyond the hill essentially beyond like griffith park and griffith observatory um which i'm sure everyone knows as a landmark um so north hollywood is probably the first one there yeah for because it's just right there. Next to it is like Toluca Lake and Studio Sher- City, Universal City. Those are all. I, I sorry, I'm gonna sound like an asshole. Those are like you know. I would live there. Okay, okay. Um, the valley is fucking hot, and if it's if the I'm valley gonna- is very hot, but here it's not bad. Like it still feels like you're living in a city. There's still shitty parking. Like you're <laughs> you're still a part of the city. It's just farther like it took me 35 minutes to get to culver city today from noho um it's like an expedition going into la proper but i i work like a lot of studios in are in burbank so i can very easily just like for most of my life i just live in the valley cbs radford is there um, walt disney WB, wb um just so many yeah, a ton of shit. Oh, a lot and like of the a musical bunch of ones. Animation stuff is in Burbank. Nickelodeon's um, up there. Um, so there's like Burbank is like a really nice place, like nice, safe, awesome place to live. Sherman Oaks, nice, safe, awesome place to live. NoHo, parts of it are nice and safe. Parts of it, they're not even like the sketchiest part of NoHo is probably not that sketchy. Yeah. Uh, Toluca Lake, very nice, safe place to live. Van Nuys, the way cheaper, um, not the nicest. Uh, Encino and Reseda, same deal. Yeah. They're way further out, but like you're, it's going to be fine if you don't have a lot of movie money. I would say just like give up the idea of LA life for maybe the first year, sign a year lease and like Encino. 
you're you're gonna be fine like you can easily commute to everything you're you need to and you can yeah. still like have friends in the city and yeah. like visit there them are a plenty lot. of neighborhoods that are like not as sexy and like the reason that we're i don't know i'm having kind of like a frank and a little bit biased and judgy conversation about this <laughs> but it's because you know like the people will look down on parts of the valley and that's bullshit and like you should go it's where like th- oh the valley yeah but but here's honestly, the thing. You live in the unsexy place and save some fucking money. Yeah. Here's the thing that you should know, though. It does take, like, on a good day, 30 minutes for me to get to the city. Um, on a bad day, it's taking me an hour and a half to get to Taylor's house. So it's a commute to get into L.A., like, actual L.A. That being said, if you live in the Valley, it's not like you're living in a suburb. It's definitely still a city. There's a ton of art things to do. You can drink all the kale smoothies you want. Tons of other cool, like, young people doing the same shit that you want to do. So you'll have – I mean, I think more of my friends live in these places than live near me. Like, I might live closer to other cool L.A. shit, but, like – And from NoHo, it takes the same amount of time for me to get downtown than it takes Taylor from Culver City. Yeah. So, like – Or the same Uber price, I should say. Earlier – sorry, we're going to, like – a ton of detail but like earlier da 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 called it those um um dia called it an amoeba and it really is like anywhere that you live in la is is part of it and like the th- it's so weird it's not like there's one central place that everyone tries to go Silver i think the Lake. reason traffic is so well yeah other than that <laughs> the reason traffic is so fucking awful in la all the time is that everyone's always going everywhere like you, you have re. I have reasons to go to NoHo. I have reasons to even go to Encino sometimes. Like Taylor, reasons, yeah. Taylor might get a job in like ABC or Disney or Warner Brothers, and she's gonna have to commute to Burbank. And you might get a job at Sony. Or Fox. And I have to commute to Culver City. Yeah, like it's, it's the a, CW it's, has offices in mm-hmm. Santa Monica and in w- Burbank, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just a like it's rad. Stupid. CBS has them in Studio City and like where somewhere around here nowhere right? that you live is going to be close to Cinema all City. of the jobs that you get so you might as well find a place that you like that is comfortable and is not going to cost you an arm and a leg because uh, you know every part of la is a part of la that people work in and go to to hang out i really like sherman oaks like if i'm being 100 percent honest i really like sherman oaks and toluca lake as far as like decently priced safe places to live i also i love cities but like i also am very comfortable in more of a residential Whereas sort of environment Taylor wants to be near shit that she can walk to i want to be able to walk Which to is like funny nine million things because you're in a really residential place and i'm in a really walkable place although i just got a fitbit so i've been walking a lot more and so downtown mm-hmm. culver city is actually accessible to me now whereas before i was like it's a mile away i can't walk there bullshit yeah i walk there like every day now yeah um, which is funny because you know it's funny. It's funny. Um, I, I don't know. It's, I think it's just like entertaining that you live in the city proper and in a residential area, which I like. And you live in the valley near cool shit. <laughs> near, like, I'm walkable to, like, ton of shit. And you can walk to the metro, which is... I can walk to the metro, which means I can get anywhere. Um, I can also walk to all, like, the theaters and stuff and museums. No how is a ton of cool shit. You've got pie, man. You've got, got so much pie. You've got so much pie. Um... So the next thing on our checklist is about uh, cars. And we actually have a Twitter question about this too. Catherine Hartog asks, 
is it possible to live in LA without a car? Like, actually. <laughs> and the answer is yes. Here's the thing about cars. As we've just discussed, LA is really fucking spread out. Very. Very. It's not, and we don't have like a, like, we don't have a great public transport port system. We're no. not like The east side London does, but getting east York. to west and north to south is like not the best. Yeah. I'd say it's easy enough to get from NoHo to downtown or from, downtown is the central hub for public transit, which is stupid because downtown is not the central hub for LA. Makes no damn sense it doesn't make any sense at all but like throw out any notion that you have of like what a city is and how it functions and that's la um it's an amoeba it it is um and here's the thing though like yes having a car makes life really fucking easy and some jobs will require you to especially entry-level jobs if you're a jobs they ask you if you have a car that you can use and you'll probably if you don't you'll probably have to lease one um, just because you have to go on runs and do groceries and do errands and um, you, they want you to have a car for yeah. that. You need a car and you need car insurance for that sh- kind of job, just straight up. Just, yeah, FYI. Even even office internships, like when I was an intern at Circle, I needed a car to go on runs. And, like, there were definitely people who didn't have that car um, who, you know, ended up not being the ones who went on the runs. But, like, it it could hurt your chances at getting an entry-level job in entertainment to not have a car. That said, you can fake having a car until you get a need a car. Yes, that's a big one. Um, leasing cars is a big thing out here, actually, where people will like instead of, you know, buying a car, like they'll be able to have it for a couple months or like. If anyone asks you if you have a car, say not at the moment, but I'm getting one in a few days. Yeah, they don't sure. need to know you're renting the car. Yeah, if you get the job, you know. Um. Yeah, that's a really good way. All like fudging. Basically, just lie. <laughs> yeah. It's a lie that you intend to correct immediately. Um, Technically, it's not a lie. You don't yeah. have it at the moment, but you can get, get it. Yeah, if you get the job, sure. Yeah, rent a car. Um, we have a friend who rented a car for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Um, worked out. It did work out. But if that's not the case for you and you don't absolutely need one for work, you do not need a car to live in Los Angeles. Even though public transportation is not the great, it's not non-existent. There are buses that go places. Shocker. There is a... It may take you like two hours to go grocery shopping, but it's going to happen. And I think that that is an exaggeration. Like if you get a bike or you just... Even if... I, I, I don't know, like I don't have the exact verified statistics on this, but there was a study that came out quite recently that was like... If you Ubered literally everywhere, it would still be cheaper than owning and maintaining your own car in Los Angeles and, like, paying insurance. And I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. That's real. Biking in Los – like, if you get a bike and bike in Los Angeles, it's definitely, like, ten times more risky than biking anywhere else. But if you're lucky enough that your first job is really close to your house or, like, even if it's within two miles of your house, you can bike through neighborhoods. It'll probably take you less time. Like, it took – Fucking parking takes forever. I lived I lived two miles away from my last job, yeah. and it took me um, ten minutes on a good day to drive yeah. there. Um, my first job in LA is both of my first two jobs in LA are jobs that it would take me less time to bike to than it would for me to drive and park. Parking man, that's another thing. Like if you have a car, you are responsible for that car. If you have to pay for parking at your apartment, there you go. If you have to parking pay, tickets are like seventy five dollars. Parking. Personally, I unerringly, like, don't look up parking situations. Or no, 
even if I look up parking situations before I show up at like an event or something, I unerringly find the most expensive parking structure in the area and end up in that one. Um, Taylor can vouch for this. Yeah. Having a car is really pricey. Parking a car is really pricey. Parking a car incorrectly is very pricey. You spend a lot of gas because you're waiting in traffic a lot. Um, so if, you can, if, if your concern is, I don't have the money to afford a car, totally get it. You don't necessarily need one. You can kind of ignore a lot of the people who say that you need one to live in L.A. because Lyft and Uber exist now. And those are a shit ton cheaper than, you know, buying and owning a car unless you drive literally everywhere and unless you must drive for work. Like the two of us today took a Lyft ride that it was like a half an hour drive. Which in would traffic. Have used, in traffic, which would have used a ton of gas um, for $10, which we split between the two of us. So it was $5. Total. Round trip, $10. Yeah. Um, that was amazing. And like... And we have a car. There would have been parking. We just didn't want to And the car spend. or parking would have cost about, I don't know, like five at least. Yeah. So we were able to like hang out and have a good time and like not worry about getting there. Um, so... Even if you have a car, you'd Uber all the time, so... Yeah. Um... It's so just, no, yeah, you do need it for a job. So I would be prepared. And again, going back to the money thing, maybe have some money saved for like renting a car immediately if you don't plan on having a car out here. Um, just because like you never know when you're going to get a job. And if you do get an entry level job that requires a car, you're going to have to to keep that job. You want if you want to be competitive in that sort of entry level job market, you're going to have to you know fake having a car and then acquire yeah. a car very quickly and just to talk like really frankly and transparently about like what a car costs you i have a, like a situation set up with my parents where um i pay for literally everything that is mine like my rent and all of my food and all of my life expenses i pay my student loans i pay my phone i pay for everything except my car and my car insurance until I'm done paying off student loans. So if you if you are like an expert negotiator and can say like, hey parents, I'm paying a fuck ton every month if for parents. my education. If your parents are in the picture and if they can afford it, I was able to work that out with them so that like, I mean once I my student loan payments work out to as much as I would be spending on a car. But like I um traded up with my parents. Because um, my brother is much, much younger than me and is going to need, like, to learn how to drive soon. So they were like, we'll just buy your shitty car off you. Yeah. Um, because it was, like, 16 years old. Yeah. Um, that said, like, um, my roommate, one of my roommates, like, bought um, a used car. And that's how I got the money for the down payment. But yeah. yeah. And sorry. Um, my, my, one of my roommates paid cash completely out of pocket for a used car is like when she moved to LA and it was not that expensive like you can if you're like if you're like a finagler you can find like a dece car used dece dece um and she's get, had it she's had it for like three years abreaves. <laughs> get handy with the abreaves um so you, that's another instance where like you know talking to people is good but like if you don't need a you don't need a super nice shiny new car you just find a fucking used car yeah. and yeah like, I had a like a 16 year old car um when I first moved out here and it's only recently yeah. because because my parents were finally like we really need a car for this kid we want to buy yours that I was like um okay I'll I'll yeah. think about getting a new car then and use yeah. the money for the down and yeah the other reason I have the deal with my parents is that 
and um, it's not I'm paying, that expensive. No, it's not. Um, sorry. It, I mean, it's super it, expensive it's to have a car, but um, like it's set up with my bank in a way that has like a really low interest rate, so I can have really affordable monthly payments. payments. Yeah. Um, just so like make sure you know you talk to your bank about getting like a low. Do your homework. Yeah. This is the one thing that you definitely want to like make yeah. sure you've gone through all the options and like um you know part of the reason because there's pros yeah. and cons to not having a car and having a car yeah um well part of the reason that like i worked out the thing with my parents is that like california insurance is really insane oh my god so you know for the years that like my parents are paying for my car i'm paying virginia insurance i'm not paying mm. yeah because like i can only register it in california if the title's in my name yes well, title is still my parents' name. Yes. Uh, yeah. I have. I had a lot of weird insurance things about that, about like registering it in my name and my current insurance mm-hmm. and who could be an authorized driver on it, actually. And then, literally, I just kept calling AAA until suddenly someone told me a different thing, and I was like, "Okay, I'll go with you." Yeah. And that they record yeah. their call, so there. There you go. And there you go. That was. Like, I can't tell you how that got resolved, honestly, because I don't know. <laughs> um, basically, I yeah. wore them down. Yeah. But, yeah, insurance in California is very, very weird. Yeah, but if you can if you can get a better deal on insurance in a different – in the state that you're from, for example, even if you have to pay for it yourself, which, I mean, you know, you're an adult, so get comfortable with that. <laughs> um, you know, see if you can keep it in your parents' name or someone else's name – as so you're paying at least for someone trusted someone trusted someone very trusted um at least so you can continue paying the smaller insurance payments out of state before you have to switch the title to your name usually you have like a two or three year window before you have to re-register um and then you know just paying them or whatever so pro tip um yeah i didn't realize that i'm again lucky enough to come from here yeah so just i had a lot of advice on the subject yeah um okay so the next thing on our checklist um we kind of talked checklist checklist um this is a question that comes from emily cross is it better slash easier to job search before or after physically moving after physically moving your your chances of finding a job are increased slim to none are slim to none before you move out here, with the exception of internships. Yes, agreed, agreed, absolutely agreed. Because you're going to get entry-level jobs when you move out here, and those are sort of like, can you start next week kind of jobs. Can you start tomorrow? To be perfectly blunt, it is much better and easier to search after you are physically here. Um, But there are definitely places that you can look, and you could get lucky in a couple ways um the first place is but again having your ducks in a line before you come out like it's not like come out here blind and then you look for a job when you're out here it's like have your ducks in a row have a time like schedule a time you're gonna move all of the ducks just row them right up um line them up (laughs) and then and then um your ducks are your contacts and then when when you finally do come out here just be like okay next week i'm hitting up these five places yeah um so a couple places to like make that easier. Tracking board is one. It's like tracking hyphenboard.com or something. It's, you know, kind of I think it's like a $70 annual membership, but it allows you to apply for all of the jobs that are there, including internships. Entertainmentcareers.net is one that I know that people use that's good for getting internships. Um 
doing your homework and finding out like what the agencies are like icm wme caa gersh uta are like the big ones um knowing like what the different management companies are finding out like if you want to write look at your favorite writers and then find out who represents them and then use that as like a path to um you can find all this shit on variety deadline hollywood Mm -hmm. reporter Mm -hmm. but like looking at the people whose careers you want to model yours after finding out who represents them and then trying to get an internship at one of those places is like a really effective way of doing that and you can start to do that research and even start the process for that before you get to LA and the thing is like if you get an internship at one of these places you are in the pool of candidates to get an assistant job at one of those places yep. so like um, that's another a good, good way to go yeah. another good resource is um just generally for context but specifically for jobs and specifically very 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 specifically for getting informational interviews once you are in LA is alumni um uh, so oh yeah sorry <laughs> god damn it Taylor um <laughs> ah, um yeah so whatever your university is or like even if you didn't go to college i mean just see what like the local university i guess is contact your professors specifically don't only go to your career center um because my professors specifically got me in contact with a few people who personally they didn't pan out to any opportunities but like i had inf- like informational interviews with them and learned a lot and I don't know that, like, I mean, I didn't really know what the fucking internet informational interview was before I moved out here, but um, I know plenty of people who have gotten jobs out of that, like, mm-hmm. good jobs, um, through just, like, asking someone to copy to pick their brain. Yeah. Or, um, like, if there's a job that you want, like, oh, I know that there aren't any positions open here yet, but, you know, is Keep it, me in mind, please. Keep me in mind, like, can I give you my resume? Can I do an informational interview? And the thing is, like, people will want to like when jobs do open they go so fucking quickly that if you are already in their pool of people who are like cool people that they didn't necessarily have a job for when they first met you and are like smart and sane and are not gonna murder them all then you know you you're you've got a much better shot than anyone else out there yeah um so yeah so that's yeah. emily cross that is the um answer to your that Q. is the answer um that's the a to your Q. I, I do want to super emphasize, though, like, the Variety Deadline Hollywood Reporter thing. Start reading those. Those are your news sources. That's your uh, CNN, Al Jazeera, Fox, whatever. Um, but it's all about... But it's all about everything deals, happening in... Deals, deals, deals. Um, but, entertainment like, industry. It's, it's cool that they do have, like, representation information pretty much at the end of any of the articles that you're reading. Um, and you can start, like, building a list of agencies and... Um, well, agents and managers and crap. I mean, this is like maybe a little bit more specific to writers, but not really. No, just like have you need a general actors need that too. Yeah. Um, any producers would probably need that. Directors, because sound people. ultimately you're going to need to not necessarily be fluent in that, but like have a basic familiarity of yeah. what that looks like. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, like if you want to be like something that requires a union. They have resources on that union's website. Just so, just be familiar oh, with that yeah. process. Writers Guild's website has a list of all of the agencies and management companies. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, just it, like, go to it, and there's just the list is there. And you can cold call. I mean, probably no one's going to help you to cold call, but 
it doesn't hurt to try yeah get, why not get comfortable speaking on a phone with people who are like super fucking busy because that's gonna be your job for like five years um <laughs> oh, she's joking she's but like, it's so real but no cold calling and saying like hey i was calling um for information about your internships or like entry-level work and like they'll pass you on to the internship coordinator probably and the- one thing you can do from anywhere is transcription oh yeah which all of these places need yeah um but definitely like hey, I'm looking for information about your internship program. They'll pass you along to someone who can help you. Um, be like, can I give you, like, um, what's what's the best email to contact? Sometimes they'll just pass you to a general, like, info at or inter- in, um, what's the word? Internships at blah, blah, blah dot com. But sometimes they'll give you their, like, own contact. And getting, like, being able to directly submit your resume to the person who is in charge of the hiring is way better. Yeah. It's another way to kind of improve your chances. Yeah. Um, I actually got someone, um, someone from my school who I met because my mentor, my like college mentor, also mentors her now, um, emailed me about that she applied to an internship and she's someone who did an informational interview with me and so like I'm going to, you know, follow that up. Like I'm going to personally recommend her because I know she's not crazy. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Anyway. Um, the last thing we kind of wanted to put on our, like, checklist of shit you need to do before you get to L.A. Have money saved up, find your contacts, search for apartments, decide whether or not you're going to buy a car, um, see if you can possibly get a job lined up. Put your ducks in the row. You know, get all of that shit in order, and then I would say, like, kind of the most important thing, but also the least tangible thing, is to, like understand what you're getting into and commit to it because this is a really expensive mistake to make yeah i think both of us have (laughs) no people who came out here did the did the la thing um realized the industry was not for them and left and are way happier but there's definitely like a hole in their pocket um it can be a learning experience they get out here but and like they want it but they don't really they didn't really know what they were getting into before they got here and ended up sort of fucked over for like years trying to figure their shit out um yeah it's yeah. it's it's it is very tough on you mentally to move into a city like la which is huge and hectic without a very clear understanding of what you're getting into yeah um and i mean a lot of it is shit that you can't know unless you like live through it obviously because that's how life works and listening to a couple people tell you that you need to really know what you're getting into is not necessarily going to do the trick but like decide that this is what you want and that you're going to do everything that it takes to get it and understand you're going to be out of your comfort zone extremely um, <laughs> extremely out of your comfort zone well me not so much again lucky i live here um but yeah Get comfortable with yeah. being uncomfortable. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the the level of discomfort of you'll feel involved. is different from person to person. But know that it's like, no matter how much you plan, it's not going to go the way you want, and you need to be okay with that. And like, if you're the kind of person where asking people for favors or talking to people or meeting new people is the thing that makes you uncomfortable, that's the sort of shit that you need to like, you know, just get good at before you move out. Here. Yeah, or like, you know, part part ways with the idea that you can exist in a vacuum and that you can get by solely on you know the quality of your art the quality of your art the merits of your hard work or like how smart you are because 
I think one of the hardest lessons, especially for high achieving, intelligent, thoughtful, creative people out here is that it's a crapshoot and it doesn't, you have to hustle and, and not even that, but you could be hustling and still failing and like through no fault of your own, people don't read your resume or people just don't whatever. And so your resume got there five minutes later than the previous person and they only were, were going to read one. And you so responded too late to the Facebook post or like it's 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 timing is as important timing and luck. And I mean, I think luck is so much a product product of circumstance, but yeah. like timing, I think, is maybe the more appropriate mm-hmm. is is much more of a factor in whether or not you get a job. Like if knowing the person who's doing the hiring, and we'll and getting talk about this next in. week more in detail about like the timing of jobs and stuff yeah. in the area, um, so you can like sort of organize your moving around yeah. that. But and like there are ways to circumnavigate, like or there are ways to strengthen yourself and to like you know give yourself the best shot possible, given the fact that the circumstances are so like willy nilly. Yeah. Right? Um. But but really, it's it the the mentally committing is sort of like. There's so much you can do to strengthen yourself as a person and like prepare you as like as little as you could for as little as you can prepare for moving to L.A. There is stuff you can prepare for um, and just making sure you do all that before you commit to moving to a city like L.A., which Um, is not a normal move. And it's and I, I especially like I'm talking to people who are like who generally do have their shit together you need to like get it throws it all out of whack it it really really does and like you know even if you've always been lucky even if things have always worked out for you you're going to come up against some really tough shit where people you know everyone else is just as smart and, and qualified as you or the person who you know you could be perfect for a job and just you don't get a shot at it and like you have to just fucking deal with that yeah, and, and like and you have going. to be, yeah, you're you're gonna have to get like if you can't make rent or you won't be able to make rent, you have to get a, like a, a food survival. service job or a survival, a survival job. job. And, and honestly, I mean, commit. Like you would probably be doing that job back home anyway, and honestly, like it's like that's good work. So like, also stop looking down on like jobs that you don't require a college education for because you're probably just an asshole. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, though, it's like it's you can prepare, you can save. But at the end of the day, you have your three months rent. You move out to L.A. You're like 100 percent prepared. You don't get a job in three months, which is very possible. You're going to have to get a survival job. And at the end of the day, you prepared and your three months of living in L.A. Prior to that, we're probably hopefully making contacts, doing interviews, meeting people, um, networking. And now you have a survival job, but the survival job is really so you can continue to leverage those opportunities. Yeah. Um, it's not like you don't need money to save to get out here if you're only going to have a survival job. It's like, no, you need money to get come out here to have no job so you can do try like yeah. 100% go for what you want to do. And if that doesn't work out, keep make waiting. sure that you, yeah, you Be know prepared. yourself yeah. that like – Know yourself and understand that you are going to have to support yourself in whatever means necessary. Nothing is beneath you. Except prostitution. Don't do that. I mean, sex well, workers can't. Don't say that. <laughs> um, I will. Um, but, like, 
you are you need to get over yourself and like get over whatever it is you think ab- is about you that is special I mean you also need to hold on to that because like this is a very ego-driven industry and like if you don't believe that you will eventually be successful you're going to be sad all the time and fail and fuck off but you know you have to believe that eventually something will work out and also understand that right now what you need to do to get from a to b is like just what you need to do and like yeah you don't need to be in la to start doing what you need to do yeah you're not gonna like find your dream job the second you get here and even if you do you could lose that dream job and you probably will at some point not be doing it anymore so at some point you will be in a position where you just have to fucking suck it up yep fucking suck it up all right don't be an Um, asshole um we have a couple more questions that we didn't get to so we're gonna kind of go through those now um (laughs) so um one of my favorite questions that we've gotten actually is from alex rye um she asks um is the creative industry too saturated to make a name for yourself um i i think Mm. that that's a really misguided kind of approach to thinking about the creative industry because you shouldn't be getting into it to make a name for yourself you should be getting into it because you love what the work is yeah I think I think a lot of people think um because they hear you know the same number of names again and again and again they think the entertainment industry is a lot smaller than it is the entertainment industry is actually huge and it's made up of very different little pockets and as as long as you know what pocket you're interested in and then continually target that pocket it's rather than make a name for yourself it's to develop a reputation in that arena yeah um Taylor and I are from totally random different places but ended up you know in wanting the same pocket wanting yeah in the same pocket but not even in the same pocket i would say we're in the same we're pocket. in we're in opposite sides of the same pocket point is it's like it's like niche within niche with it's a it's a matryoshka doll of of wonders and like even just working in television like there's comedy then there's drama and then within drama there's genre drama there's network drama there's cable drama there's hard sci-fi there's soft sci-fi there's um um which is yeah yeah dia's more like long arc super is it serialized no i like dark high fantasy high concept fantasy and taylor likes more like genre as a vehicle for yeah but like comedy stuff but like we would inevitably be kind of like looking at the same jobs with yeah it overlaps a lot but like what we're interested in gives us different reputations yeah um in the same pocket but the point of that is that like if you come to if you come here and your goal is to make a name for yourself you you are just setting yourself up for failure because all you're interested in and i mean i don't think that this is like what alexandra alexandria is like actually asking um because like there is something to be said about the amount of people who are here who are like qualified who are vying for the same number of the same small number of jobs but if you can target your people and like know your people and seek mentors within your your niche and like really continue trying to like carve away at the specific thing you want to do you will eventually make traction in the thing that you're trying to do and like show up to work and do a good job and like not be an asshole yeah someone on like half hour comedy may not know who you are but you will have 
a reputation where you care to have a reputation and I don't it's not it's not as hard as people think it is just because it is so um diversified yeah it's a it's a lot easier to like once you've figured out what the fuck it is you want to do to like go to those panels and go to those conventions and talk and you to meet those people the same people again and again and again and then you realize yeah. it's actually a very small community if you're into comedy hang out at ucb if you're into drama go to panels like just do shit to meet people and uh and you'll be fine you'll be fine you'll be fine um Oh, I like this question from Taylor Burke. What's the best way to start meeting people when you arrive knowing nobody professionally or just making friends? Um, we didn't quite address this, but like, um, I think the best we way did. To- I think we did. Um, well, taking classes and um, I mean, yeah, I think we we addressed it professionally. Yeah, making friends. It's really friends of friends. And friends of friends of friends and going to like events where you are going to meet like-minded people, finding them, you know, on the internet first or whatever. Yeah. A lot of, um, again, we'll talk about this in like two weeks when we do our thing about the underground job market, but there are a ton of like assistant level networking groups on Facebook. And I feel like those are, that's a good place to start if you're trying to find people who are like at your level to be friends with. Facebook is good for something still. Yeah, Facebook is super fucking useful. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obsolete in some ways, but it's also really useful. Um, anyway, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up. We've been yeah. talking for a long time. Wow. Um, if you still have any questions, feel free to ask us on Twitter. I'm at THBrogan. I'm at the D-I-M-I-S-H-R-A, and you can tweet us as a whole at bear in pursuit yeah and uh we clearly have nothing fucking better to do than answer (laughs) people's questions about this shit no one's even asking for our opinions and we're just giving it so hey that's (laughs) you know what go for it Uh, if there's anything anyone takes out of this it's just go for it we are anyway uh bye guys see ya